You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi there. You're listening to episode 34 of the Blended Family Podcast. I have a couple of quick things to get into today before we get into our topic. First, in the news just this week, though by the time you're listening to this, it will be a few weeks later, down here in Florida, a man drove up to his ex-wife's home and stabbed her multiple times and then fatally shot her boyfriend. There were teenagers in the home while all this was happening, though they were unharmed physically. Obviously, the mental harm from such a tragedy is not going to leave them anytime soon. The man then left and fled, but was eventually caught, thank God. Why am I sharing this particular story with you? Because I just want to remind you or encourage you to seek help if you are dealing with an ex who you feel is dangerous. This is not the first story like this, and it certainly won't be the last, unfortunately. So please, if you feel like you're in any danger whatsoever, seek help right away. Every state usually has a crisis line or you can call your local police department. Okay, next, our group is getting some more participation lately, which I love. Come and join us over there at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group. If you're a little shy or nervous to publicly post a question there for whatever reason, you can always private message me, and I can then post a question for you anonymously. Sometimes it's helpful to see how others deal with certain situations. We all need to help each other out, so I look forward to seeing more people pop up into our group. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. Now I want to get into the topic today, which is health and wellness in your blended family. Let's face it, if you have children in school, it can be hard to fight off all the bugs they come in contact with on a daily basis. In the summer, they may be picking up a lot at camp or other summer activities. In a blended family, it's harder to keep everyone well. This is because the kids are shuffling from home to home where each home environment is different. Also, each home may have other step-siblings that they come into contact with. Each home is going to have different standards of cleanliness, different eating styles, and different methods when dealing with illness. It can be hard to maintain health with all this going on, so I thought it might be helpful to talk about it today. So the first thing I want to talk about is eating. I did a show a while back with Heather Rampola where we discussed mealtime and health in blended families. If you missed it, you can find it at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash 12. This is a big concern for many families. Every family has its own standards of eating. It gets tricky when the kids go to one home and maybe they're allowed all the sugar and junk food they want, but maybe in the other home, the diet is more restricted. We can't control what our ex is feeding our children. There is an uptick in clean eating lately, which I am trying so hard to get my own family to do. I'm really passionate about this. 
Clean eating, if you don't know, is basically cutting out processed foods and sugars and adding lots of whole grains, lean meats, vegetables, and fruit to your diet. My kids were not raised that way because I only discovered clean eating myself about two years ago. There's a huge difference in behavior and overall health in children who eat clean. Most of us are now learning how bad sugar and processed food really is. But it's really hard to move your family into this if your kids are still getting the bad stuff at the other house. The only way to really kick the sugar addiction is to completely eliminate it. And sadly, we can't do that all the time with our children. Unless, of course, you and your ex are on the same page. If you are, fantastic. But often it's just not the case. And you're never going to be able to talk someone into it. We still live in a world where convenience takes precedence. Fast food and sugar are highly consumed. What can you do? All you can do is make healthier choices in your own home and live by example to your kids. I know when I was a kid, I lived on candy, hot dogs, mac and cheese, soda, you name it. It wasn't good for me, but my parents didn't know any better. Sadly, I raised my kids on a less than perfect diet as well because I didn't know any better. As we get older, we make choices for ourselves and your kids will too. I teach the kids a lot about making healthy choices in my house, hoping that one day it will stick. I also buy as little processed food as possible in my home, but honestly, I do buy them some treats. They are kids, but I try to make things at home that are healthy treats and they seem to like those a lot. And then you can control what goes into there and you can cut out on the chemicals. But remember, you can only control what goes on in your own home. I always make sure when I talk to the kids about food, I never talk about weight or body image. What we explain to them is that the better food will help fuel their body, like putting better gasoline in a car. It's important, especially with daughters, that they have a positive body image. They will have to learn to make better choices when they are at the other house. You have to put that responsibility on them if you have an ex who has a different idea of eating. Now, if your child has a medical condition such as diabetes or celiac disease, gluten sensitivity, or anything else, this is where you and your ex must be on the same page. No excuses here. If dietary restrictions aren't followed, the child can have a medical crisis. So be careful with that. Next, let's talk exercise. I think it's safe to say that most children don't love to exercise. Exercise is vital, again, not necessarily for weight control, but for their overall health. Young ones seem to have endless energy, but around the time they approach puberty, you'll notice the energy dwindles. They'll be a lot more tired and lazy. Each child is different, so you have to find what motivates them. For lots of kids, a sport is a great way to get exercise every week, plus it doesn't feel like exercise. If your child doesn't like sports, there are other things they can do, like rollerblading, climbing at the park, hiking, swimming, and even dancing. The very best way to get a child interested in exercise is by doing it yourself. One of my daughters is very lazy, and I can't always get her motivated. When I pop in an exercise video, I'll ask her to join me, and she'll usually say no. But once I start, she often ends up joining me because I make it look fun. 
It's also a way for us to spend time together. You can also go bike riding together or go for a jog. Lots of families are doing 5K runs together or even mud runs. Those can get expensive though, so you want to make sure they will like that kind of intensity before you sign them up. Just find activities that they can do at least a few times a week to get their heart rate up. Now let's talk about illness. Again, let me point out, if you have a child with a chronic illness or medical condition, it's extremely important that care is taken at both homes to ensure the child's safety. What I'm mostly talking about here is just normal little bugs like stomach viruses, flu, colds, and the like. Your children are going to be sick many times during their childhood. There's just no way around that. We can't put them in a bubble, even though we'd like to. All we can do is feed them properly and keep a clean home and minimize exposure to other sick people. What happens at their other home? Is the environment healthy at the other home? We have no control over that. Sometimes what happens is you get your child healthy under your care, but then when they go to the other home, they relapse, possibly because there are other step-siblings there who are sick, or maybe the environment there wasn't cleaned properly and disinfected. This, unfortunately, is a situation that you can't really do anything about. When your child gets older, you can send them home with some Lysol, but other than that, we can't control the cleanliness of the other home. So you might run into trouble there. Another problem you may face here is that maybe the other parent isn't a sufficient caretaker when your child is sick. Maybe they don't medicate them when needed or care for them properly. And this can be so frustrating and again, hard to manage. If your ex seems to be really having a hard time caring for a sick child, you can offer to keep them at your home until they're well. This might be necessary if the child is very young. Older children can be better at self-care. They may be okay to remember when they need to take medication or learn how to take their own temperature. If your ex won't purchase necessary medication, like Tylenol or any over-the-counter product, you can buy it for them to take to the other house. Should you have to do that? Absolutely not. But what's important here is making sure your child gets what they need. Obviously, prescription meds will have to be transported back and forth. As far as step-siblings go, it's going to happen that kids may come from one home sick and then bring it to the other home, thereby infecting the other children there. My opinion on this is that's just the way things go. I mean, biological siblings get one another sick too. I would not stop visitations because a child is ill. Though if you have a child with something extreme, such as a severe flu or norovirus, if convenient, you can keep them at one house until they're well again. You have to use your judgment here. Or if you have children that share a room, which lots of blended families have to do, you may want to separate those children from doing that until the illness passes. One thing I must bring up, because we have dealt with it numerous times in my household, head lice. If you have ever encountered this, you know what a nightmare they are. The reason I bring it up to you is because they are very hard to get rid of. And in the case of the blended home, both homes need to be treated, not just the child's head. Here's the challenge. 
How do you tell your ex the importance of treating their home and what steps they need to take? They may not agree with you. And it's very involved because it includes daily vacuuming of rugs and couches, stripping of the beds almost daily, placing all throw pillows and stuffed animals into bags for two weeks. Also, you have to treat every area your child has been, including the car. It's a lot of work, and if it's not done properly at both homes, your child will keep bringing it back and forth from home to home, and it will infect the other children in your house, and it could take months and months to get rid of. This is one of those situations where you have to put your foot down and insist that proper precautions are taken. You don't want to be dealing with this for months, trust me. We've, we've been down that road before. If you need any more information on head lice, please let me know. The summer months are when they are most common, and especially if your kids go to camp. I can tell you exactly what to do for your child and what to do in the home to get rid of them for good. And I treat it with natural ingredients, not the store-bought shampoos, which kind of burn your child's head and damage their hair. So just let me know if you need any assistance with that. I'd be happy to help. The last thing I want to talk with you today is about natural ways to keep your family healthy. I myself got tired of running to the pharmacy and finding medications with side effects. I know that sometimes those are necessary, but not always. What I have found from my family is that essential oils work wonders. Essential oils are oils found in the seeds, barks, stems, roots, flowers, and other parts of plants. They can be both beautifully and powerfully fragrant. In addition to their intrinsic benefits to plants and being beautifully fragrant to people, essential oils have long been used for food preparation, beauty treatment, and healthcare practices. I have found that any physical or emotional problem can be helped with essential oils. Personally, I love doTERRA because they are therapeutic-grade oils, meaning they can be safely used on the body or taken internally. I love their company and what they stand for, so I did become a distributor. Now, this isn't a sales pitch. If you know someone who sells doTERRA or any other brand, you should contact them to learn the benefits about the product. But if you don't know anyone and you'd like to know more, I'd be happy to help you find what oils would be best for your family. If you really, really love it, I can show you how to get the oils for your family at wholesale cost. Let me tell you some of the ways that I have been using them for my family. To help the children get a restful sleep, we give them lavender on their feet at night. For headaches, we use a blend of peppermint and lavender. For aches and pains, we use deep blue oil rub. For my daughter's anxiety, and sometimes mine, I mixed her a special blend of serenity and grounding blend. Peppermint can take away a fever when rubbed on the feet. Sean and I drink water every morning with lemon and grapefruit citrus oils for a daily detox. For immunity, we use On Guard. For upset tummies, we use Digestin. We also diffuse oils in the air for aromatic benefits. I could go on and on. The possibilities are endless. I'm amazed at what these oils can do. Even my children are getting into it now. My daughter now asks me for the oils when something is wrong instead of asking for medicine. 
So I strongly encourage you to try out essential oils and see for yourself the amazing benefits. If you do not know a distributor already, I would be more than happy to help you out. Contact me if you have any questions. If you wanted to order off of my site, you can do so at mydoterra.com forward slash Melissa Marks, which I will put that link in the show notes for you, but only do that if you are already familiar with the product. If you're not, I would rather personally assist you in choosing the right product for your needs. There's a lot there that they offer, so I really would want to talk to you personally and figure out what you want and what your ailments are in your family. Make sure I customize something for you. So that's what I have for you today. Keeping your blended family healthy is a challenge. Teaching your children healthy habits will help in the long run. Do you have any tips to share with us on how you keep your family healthy? Or are you struggling in this department? Please share by commenting below the show notes or preferably in our Facebook group where more people have access to your tip. I hope this information helped you today. Don't forget, subscribing ensures you won't miss a single episode. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please leave me a rating and review. It really helps me out. Plus, it gives me some encouragement. And if you know anyone else that can benefit from the show, please share it with them. Next week, we're going to talk about your role as a step parent. Thank you so much for listening today. And I wish you a fabulous week. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.